Feel the rhythm, feel the heat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the music, feel the beat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the rhythm, feel the heat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the music, feel the beat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Hey, welcome to another episode of Coastly Culture. As always, I'm your host, Mitch. I thought I hope everybody had a great Halloween. I hope you enjoyed your blue moon, your star moon, your positive moon. I hope you all had a good Halloween. I possibly even went trick-or-treating. Who knows? I I know I did. I hope everybody else did. But I'm just hoping we got out there and we promoted our positive energy to people really just kind of took it back, you know, maybe gave a high five to somebody, just make them just help make people feel better with the times we're in and the times we're consuming. It's just. It's so wild right now where if you were one who wasn't afraid of this quarantine stay-at-home thing and you actually got out there and interacted with others, touche to you. I really I really appreciate you. I mean, we all appreciate you. Not just me, but all of Cozy culture. This is what we do. This is who we are. This is how we be. I know I spent my Halloween kind of more or less staring at the stars, looking at the moon, just really enjoying the the glow that that she was putting off to us. It was it was just a nice it almost felt relaxing. See just seeing the moon so big and bright without you know having people knock on your door i mean there were a few knockers but really it was just the it was just the comfort of i it's it it was the comfort of just being in touch with with nature again it just felt good to sit back and look at the stars i feel like for so long i we we haven't as a as a collective really had a moment to sit back and look at the stars we've always had holidays that influenced uh, influenced us like this halloween thing and your christmases and your 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 other holidays that just take us away from actually looking at the stars and and just enjoying them for what they are i mean they're they're such an important influence in our life that's what i'm looking for 
there's such an important influence in our life where that's really what we what what we what we thrive for. We there's there's so much of this this directional push of left and right where I don't know about y'all, but man, am I just tired of of somebody telling me to believe in one side or the other, like when I I don't I don't even know what side to believe in. I mean, I just look at the sides where I see I always weigh my options when it comes to stuff like this, and it's always, you know, who's gonna really provide the better good for me? You know, I always look at people and I would determine myself is is being friends with this person gonna elevate my life, or is this person gonna de-elevate my life? You know, it's a pro and cons kind of thing. And and right now I just see so there there's just been this crazy like leftist rightist thing and what it comes down to is who's going to elevate you to the next level. You know, I mean, I don't take any sides on really anything. I mean, my boy B is the great always has an opinion, but we all, we never, we never believe one side or the other. You know, those are just because then, then you take a side to the story, which the story never ends because we, the people create the story. When we've had enough, we've had enough. But with what's going on now, I, I, I would rather take the side of Mr. Do- like Grandpa Trump than forgetful Mr. Joe Biden because he makes me nervous to be the leader of our free world. He makes me nervous. I. <clears throat> My best reference can be when uh, a few podcasts back, I asked you all to spend a couple weeks off of of social media. Well, I went back to social. I I went to go look at my social media pages because I follow some pretty insightful people that really I enjoyed reading and seeing what they had to post, but. They were classified as the QAnon group with my air quotes. And what I came to find when I went back is all of those pages and groups that I had followed had now been removed, classified so-called dangerous content, which kind of baffles me is because I don't know if you could really call people's writing dangerous content you don't have to believe anything you read i guarantee i don't believe anything i read i believe i read all of it i believe none of it me and my boy b diz have tried to explain that to everybody for so long all this stuff that you are getting off the social media websites of this propaganda videos 
just even texts that are you're reading through Facebook accounts is just so made up and false where you actually have to take bits and pieces and do your own research and and put it all together before before time runs out because that's all they're trying to do is convince you of a certain way a certain lifestyle and they want you to to agree to it and i think us as a collective conscious group of people have decided not to believe in this like the pedophilia rings and the 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 creepy islands where all these rich people go like we're really gonna put our heads in the sand and pretend these these gross people don't exist that corruption doesn't exist we're really gonna sit back and think and and tell ourselves that all this stuff doesn't happen you're kidding me like there's no way i'm a i'm a very positive person and i just I just see the way that they treat all of us normal human beings, you know, us hard worker, blue collar, just provide for our family. And we get why, how come we're the ones getting screwed the most? And this is no BLM, no Antifa false party groups where you know, you, you write a couple letters on a board and you think you're somebody. No, I'm talking about like us real going and doing hard work job people where we actually do our thing. We don't, we don't protest. We put our head down and we work the grindstone people. Like we're actual, we're, we're real working people. We come from the areas where hard work pays off. And, and you're just seeing all this negativity being pushed on us. And, you know, we've put our, we've turned a blind eye to a lot of the crap that's been going on. But I, I don't think I can turn a blind eye to the, the ridiculous protesting, like us us rural people don't protest. That's just not our, our thing. I mean, we watch, we listen, we learn and we better ourselves. We're, we're the, we're the deep wood folk. And you see all these city people in my air quotes, protesting, which isn't really protesting in my book. Protesting really means making a difference. And in my opinion, at this state, Making a difference means taking over capitals to change the way that these corrupt people have corrupted our way of living is the only way we can come back and make a difference. There's no like police don't. They're not the ones that need to be attacked. We need to march on our Capitol buildings and actually make our point proven that what the taxes and the laws and all this 
Fugazi fake stature that they have just come done behind our backs that why that needs to be changed why are we always getting voter ballots in the mail that ask us to accept or reject things they passed in congress without our knowledge we should be we should be asked if we want to be a part of that every time a decision's made we are the people we're the ones that pay the consequences but they're just making all of these these new rules and regulations without our consent until the four years where voting season comes up where they've already been practicing this none of those laws should be even operable without our consent when they think of them like who who's saying these these little people sitting in suits and behind computers have our best interest we are people that are the ones buying the groceries and buying in supporting our families, we are the majority, and there's people in suits thinking of better ways to take our money and put them in grants and all sorts of stuff in society with that don't benefit us. I kind of I kind of feel like that's unfair. We should be consulted and seen where we want our money to go in our society that's what i think instead of these thought these think tanks that think they know what's best for us why are the american people not asked about or just these state people not asked about in a majority election of yes or no for where our tax paying money goes that we you, that, like, that's one of the big reasons we work so hard is is we pay taxes to our state and it helps better our state. But then you find out they've been doing shady things behind your back. It's time to wake up to this folks. Like these people possibly do not have your best interest in mind. They might be putting some money in some pockets of, corrupt people that we are not if you found out the true history of those people you would not be a fan of so i mean i stay positive and but sometimes you can just see the negative oozing out of the cloud it's you know you you just after being positive for so long you see all the stuff people are saying to you and especially politicians they just goo lies like they're not out to help you they're out to help their buddy and that's where i'm having this thought of why don't we start helping ourselves like it's almost that that thought of why pay taxes because all they're doing is taking money from you and putting it into their their friends society or their 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 son's their friend's son's college you know 
idea of a job, which is it really providing anything? I just saw that they have studies out that are saying rivers are getting warmer. And then I saw another study out saying rivers are getting too cold for the salmon population. So who are we really going to start to believe when they, when they're trying to create all these salmon foundations of living and loving mother earth are, do we, or should we just start believing ourselves? You know, we've been going out less. We've been doing less. Yeah, we've probably been partying and associating with family members. But guess what? COVID isn't as dangerous as they've made it sound. So we, we've we enjoyed hanging out with our families. And they've tried to take that away from us. But we're strong-minded people where that's something that we truly love doing Because we're a culture and we're a society and we love and appreciate everyone and everything. And these evil politicians, I I mean, I wish I could give them a better name, but I can't because it's just so, they're just so full of goo where you just, there's no trusting them. What we need to do is trust ourselves. And, you know, if we see a population of fish depleting, you know, I hate to say it, but go cut those fucking Indians gill nets. Like, they shouldn't be allowed, nobody should be allowed to throw a net across a a full river and snag fish. Nobody should be allowed to do that. Yeah, maybe if the, the world was flourishing with salmon again. But we're not. They're depleting our salmon population with their gill netting and all their tribal laws where it's really harming the rest of society. It's not just their culture. It's the rest of the culture. We all survive off the same foods. I mean, I'll get into a mushroom, a mushroom bit later on in the podcast and possibly, you know, maybe give some information to some people, but I just don't see how you can allow one group of people ability to, to fish one way and another group of people to, they have to fish another way. Like what makes, I thought we were all people. Now we're creating another, another uniform of hatred and bipartisans because you're letting one group do something other than another group. I mean, I thought we were all peaceful, equal people, but obviously from what I see, there are still standards. And I think those things, those standards need to be changed because I love, I love our lakes. I love our canals. I love, I love our wilderness and all the things that we get out of it. I'm just, I just see that there's, there's stakes being played. Somebody is benefiting off of our, our destruction. And it's, I'm just, I just don't see it being fair. I think that we, we need, we all need to stand up for ourselves in a positive, powerful way where, you know, we're not going to be 
jokered or manipulated into all of this this false reality that they put us in. I see the sky, I see the trees, I see the water, I see I see the animals, I see I see the nature and that's what I want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of this pay 20% for your fuel because because what? Because they said so? Like, why am I paying you extra for something that almost comes naturally from Earth? I mean, they've developed electric cars, but those have been banished because big oil doesn't want you to have an electric car because they wouldn't make any money. And that's a, you know, it's an in with the in with the new, out with the old. And we've We've used the old for so long where it's time for the new. We need our we need our Tesla towers, we need our electric cars, we need our 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 starseed deep thinking people to actually create something new and powerful to put the the old guard out. It's just we're at our time period, folks, and I just feel like I believe in all of you, and I hope you believe in me because this is just this is just where society's going. We have to have a new big bang theory to boost the the human society's energy field because if we don't we're gonna, they're gonna get consumed by these smartphones and this social media crap. And that is just not going to bring us to a place where we where we can evolve and progress as a humanity. We need something that really makes us look towards the stars and, you know, wonder again. Where where's the Mayflower to take us to the beyond? We've dealt there's just so much of the them telling us that this is it and like there's no there's no life here there's no life there underwater there's nothing down there why would we want to go underwater but there's so many more creatures on our earth that we don't even know about where we need to explore more like they're trying to they're trying to take our exploration away from us instead of encouraging it for us to think further bigger deeper and evolve to what really what really is going to make our next generation the ultimate explorers we'll go deeper and further into space deeper and deeper into the oceans where we can find more creatures and more livable habitats just more molecules that will help make humanity itself grow stronger and bigger. And I really, I really encourage our, our next generation of youth to, to, to be explorers. Don't let anybody tell you that you aren't able to, to go where you have to go. If, if you have a dream, you follow it. But if your dream is anything like, our past of this burning and stuff don't follow it 
follow the dream of exploring and becoming and creating a new, better world with and and show us that we were wrong and there is more to this this universe and galaxy than we even had a glimpse of seeing. I'd really enjoy seeing that. And I encourage our youth to think bigger and brighter and deeper and further into the future than what we've closed minded ourselves to with this social, this social media thing, because our generation has been consumed with closed mindedness of the black block, the black box where the only thing we believe is what shows up. We don't actually go out and explore and, and do, we just believe we've been consumed in and drugged and believing whatever the block black box pops up and shows us, we think that's the real thing. And we we need it we need to get away from that. We really need to go back to being those scientists in our bedrooms and our the exploration of the stars. Get out your binoculars, your telescope, start looking back up there and really think for yourself and put the dots together the star the star constellations weren't just put together by one person they were put together by people that looked up traced it saw it believed it and wrote it and that's all i want from from everybody is to see your dream in the sky and just draw it down and make and make get your make your own stars like that's what it's all about is you look up there and you can make your own constellations. I mean, shoot, anybody that has the star the the star sky app or whatever that thing's called, shoot, you look through that thing and there's constellations of like operating cars and machinery. Yeah, the Skywalker app. You look into that thing and you just see all these apps of of different crazy designs where i'm pretty sure pluto didn't create like little engine cores and electrons fire between i mean maybe he did i don't know i wasn't hanging out with the dude at that time in life i might have been but probably took too many mushies so i just think that it's better for us to i think we should go and you know use those kind of apps like your skywalker app Look at the stars, define the stars, and really just pay more attention to to how the constellations line up for you and how they affect your life. That is a major thing, and I would really like to get in more on that, of how constellations can really affect your life, especially when you have the summer and winter solstice. Constellations are a pretty big thing. And I'd really like to get back into that with you. And little do I know, start talking about constellations. Looks like we got Melon Ball in here coming in with her idea of constellations. We might know, we might not know. Let's see what she knows about constellations. I don't know anything about constellations. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I've always been curious about it, though, because a lot of people that I've 
you know, acquaintance myself with in the past. They've known a lot and they've told me about different, like, ways that the planets will line up and how it's supposed to affect your mood and shit like that. And I've been curious about it. And usually they're right, you know, like. They are. If I I tell them about like, oh, I had this issue or whatever, I was feeling this way like a couple weeks ago, they'd be like, oh, that makes sense because this planet and this planet was aligned and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know. It just seems like a, a curious subject to look into, well, it, you know, but I haven't actually made it that far to, I'm really, I'm con, right now. Well, what's your, what's your Zodiac sign? I'm a Capricorn. And that shows up in the constellation in the sky during summer. Sure. I'm, I'm not like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I'd say I'm a Gemini and I know Gemini shows up in like January, February. I know that we can see Gemini a lot of the time because you always point it out to me. Well, yeah, (laughs) I I really don't know. That's just because Capricorn really isn't in our sky that often. Maybe it is, but I feel like it's not because I. It does. We'll we'll have to do a little research and find out what time. What time of the season, Capricorn? I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a summer, a summer uh, constellation, because I know the Gemini shows up in the, in the in the the winter time, which is weird because Gemini is, a June is a June seed, but they don't make their rounds across the Earth until. That will be, I think, my next area of research is, like, I've always wanted to get one of those, like, badass, awesome telescopes, because I remember when I was, um, I want to say I was in fourth grade or something like that, there was one, it was, like, one of the sixth grade teachers did a um a saturn viewing it was like a bunch of kids from school showed up at the beach um at the allen waterfront and he had his big badass telescope to where you could view saturn and see his ring see the rings around saturn Mm -hmm. and i remember looking through the telescope and just being blown away and ever since then i've wanted to get one of those telescopes and they're like i don't know like a thousand dollars or something like that so I'm I'm close to dropping the dough for that, but up until here, it's like most of the time in my past, I'm like, oh, I could drop a thousand dollars on that, or I could drop it on like a beater car for work, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> I haven't really had like an extra thousand dollars to spend on a telescope, you know, like. Right now, if I have like an extra thousand dollars, it's like, oh, baby clothes or maybe like a new pair of rain boots or something, you know, like I know it doesn't rain boots aren't a thousand dollars, obviously, but, you know, it's hard to justify spending a thousand dollars on something that I'll probably only use every so often you know what i mean 
Yeah, but it I mean your 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 stars and your your alignments all are based off of your your sign. So you have your most energy at a certain time of year, which is in yeah, in it- most aspects it's it's around when your birthdays are, yeah. you know, which for I, I, I don't need I don't need to look at do research to figure out when I'm most energetic. You know, I don't need somebody to tell me like, oh, this planet is aligned with this planet or we're in this section of the sky. So this is how you should be feeling. But when your planets align with other planets, it just produces more energy, which which makes you glow or more productive. It makes your makes your aura more vibrant during us like a week period. It it your if you have a planet aligned with your constellation, it just makes your aura stronger and more vibrant, which makes you stronger and more vibrant is what I'm and, is what I'm getting I'll, at. I'm not I'm not getting at anything supernatural. Well I know I'm that. just saying I'm just saying that knowing when your your planet your planetary systems I line with I, other planetary systems it just it makes a your your pole yeah your north and south pole or your natural pole I'm not gonna say north and south because I'm talking about space it just it just energizes you more when you have more things aligned with you. Yeah. Which is the cool part about stars is you don't really have to like I feel like it's more beneficial to know that kind of stuff like I've heard of certain things aligning where people will be like more um on edge or confrontational. Or something like that. So it's it's nice to know those kind of energies that are like more potent around those times, so that you don't get soup. Like if somebody comes at you, you're like, oh, you can kind of brush it off a little bit easier, you know? Yeah, you know that's I mean? kind of like Halloween. It only comes once in a blue moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> I see what you so, did there. So, <laughs> Good one. So you know. Little Gemini jumping in there at you, coming in left and right. So yeah. we'll we'll see. I feel it's it's it, weird. I feel like I totally understand. Like I don't totally. I should take that back. I don't totally understand my sign. I don't really know it, but nobody I know, does. But other people that are my sign, like we're the same way. Like for. For instance, one of our friends is also a Capricorn and um, like sometimes like after a party night or whatever, if you just like lounge around the house all day afternoon, like the whole day and you don't do anything mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you just feel like shit because you didn't get anything done during the day and you just feel like you wasted a day. Whereas... My other friend, Courtney, she's like, really? I could lounge around the day for like three days straight and not feel 
any guilt at all, you know? And these are, you're, you're talking about the same people that come from the same constellation star seed as you. Well, her husband, yeah, is the Capricorn and he feels like shit after not doing anything. She was telling me that we were talking about our signs one time. She's like, I don't feel guilty at all. I can lounge around the house and not do anything all day. And I feel perfectly fine. Whereas my husband, if he does the same thing, he just like beats himself up because he feels like he wasted a day. You know, and I feel that way too. Like if I, I at least have to like clean the house or do laundry or something, I have to at least accomplish, like, even if I'm like almost dying sick in bed, like I at least have to accomplish one thing and be like, yes, I did something today, you know? And I will concur with that because I come from the, the Gemini star seed and Literally, I think that there's one half of me that's like, we slept, we did something. And then the other half of me wakes <laughs> up and it's like, dude, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, we slept. That but it's it. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. We, we did it. We checked our box off. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> and then the other half, but that other half is like, dude, we got to get ready. We got to get dressed. We got to, we got to make a move of I, some kind. I really and relate with the Gemini's though too, because I feel like I I have a split personality almost. As to, well, I'm just really good at um, viewing things from other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I'll have my own perspective about something, and I'll feel passionate about something, but then I'll listen to how somebody got to their conclusion about something else. Like they'll explain, this is what happened to me. This is why I feel this way. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could see how you could get there. You know, it's like, I'm not going to hate you because you view something different from me. No. It's like, I can understand why you feel that way and why you view things in this certain way. So it's, it's really hard for me sometimes though, because (laughs) <laughs> I I want to be like passionate about things, but it's hard to push my views on anything really because I can I can see where other people are coming from. I never I never I I agree with that because I never push my views on anybody or I let everybody do their own thing. But there there's that Gemini in me that's like the one that sleeps that's like we slept we're good we can just chill and then there's the other one that has like adhd and it's like let's go do something now <laughs> but at the same time like i hear other people's opinions and you know i weigh the ideas and then the sleeping ones like that stone like when the gemini the sleeping gemini is there he's like that stoner and it's like dude Let's just fuck off today. (laughs) That's not a good idea. Like that is going to prolong into like basically air quotes day drinking and it'll cause pure chaos if we don't do that. We already we already had our 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 aha moment like we're already we've already meditated and progressed ourselves like you're letting the excited one 
take control and put you in scenarios that might not necessarily be the best, which I fight them both all the time. Like, because I, well, I'm the same way too, though, a little bit because I mean, shoot, everybody is, everybody has a little voice well, in their back of their head. That's like, dude, it's going to be sweet. So, but you're also like, I have to do stuff the next day. So growing up, like most of my friends were like, skateboarder like punk rock dudes you know and they always considered me the mom of the group because yeah. i'd always be like well i don't know we should weigh our options you know <laughs> <laughs> and i always i i mean i loved my group of friends growing up because i wouldn't have had half the fun experiences that i had yeah you know but those and gosh darn skateboarder groups <laughs> always influence us to do the funnest things. But I like they'd always be like, "Oh, let's go do this crazy thing or whatever." Yeah. And I would be like, "Well, what about this? What about this? This could happen." And I think that kind of shows. Just and, let it happen. Well, there's people like that, and that's how everybody was, you know. But, but I, I'm a, like kind of a like people are shocked when they find out that i have dabbled in like anything other than alcohol say mushrooms <laughs> lsd straight up partying like i will neither confirm or deny <laughs> enlightening, enlightening ourselves yeah, she will not confirm or I'm deny i'm such a like level-headed like smart and you know i'm yeah you weigh your options but i always like do the research on everything i make sure that i'm not gonna be put in a bad situation before i do anything you know but you let your fiance go pick emanita mushrooms and you're like let's dry them out and see what happens we're weighing this option right now folks I would like to put out there that I was the one that found the Amanitas. <laughs> okay, she dried them out so I could eat them, though. Yeah, we haven't tried them yet, so that'll be another podcast yeah. later. If I don't make it to Coasty Culture in like a week or two, <laughs> go check the coroner's office. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. Still no. probably be partying for 12 hours. No, we've hours done straight. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I can't stress how much research we've been doing on the Amanitas because they can be very, very dangerous. They can. Um, if you don't do it right. You have to dry them and a so certain way. So that's why we have not partaked in them yet because Still we doing want research. to make sure that, you know, there's a there's a right and a wrong way to do everything basically. And with these, you really, really, really want to make sure you do it the right way. I just want to put that out there and make sure everybody knows. Cause if you don't do it the right way, you're going to have what they call the vomiting well, cleansing yeah, period. I mean, you could which, die. Yeah. You, you could, could wind die. up throwing up enough where Especially your body if you convulses. don't identify it the right way. Because there's mushrooms that are very similar. They look a lot alike. So make sure you get the right ones. Do your research. Yeah, just because you think you found the Mario mushroom doesn't mean you found the Mario mushroom. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you can just eat it right off the bat. You have to actually do your research and find out either you're going to be a... You're going to yeah, boil even it. Even if you find the right one, do not eat it. 
right off the bat. Do not pick it and eat it. Never eat a mushroom until you do your research to know that you you have the right mushroom and you've properly extracted or dried it or dehydrated it to not hurt yourself because that is the that is one of the most major ways most people hurt themselves is they they think they found the mushroom but they make sure your portobellas are cooked thoroughly (laughs) your portobello mushrooms what do we what do we got to say about portobello mushrooms i i don't have much to say because there's not really much to say about it but throughout our research We've come across that portobellas should be cooked thoroughly. If you if you're going to eat them, otherwise I would just stay away. So pretty much what we're what we're gonna tell you is if you're eating portobello mushrooms, if they are not cooked a specific way, like not thir- specific, they just th- they just need to be heated and cooked thoroughly. Yeah, they need to be thoroughly cooked. Then because you're fine. because if you do not cook them thoroughly all the way through, they're known to cause cancer in cells in your body. It's not confirmed. It's not like a real study or anything. It is a speculative statement. But to say that it's not. But a bunch of your mushy scientists, mush, mushroomologies. <laughs> I don't think that's the proper term. But we're going to use it anyway because my... <laughs> Mushroomologies. My Coasty Culture people understand what mushroomologies really is. If you don't cook portobello mushrooms the proper way, there's a toxin in it that gets into your own it's cells that can disrupt it and start creating cancer cells inside of you. Because, like, it like we were... It, uh mutates your dna to so well no it doesn't it does not i don't know easy spider-man may or may not easy spider-man take it down or not not mutate your dna to cause cancer but what we're getting (laughs) at is we've started we've done our research and we're starting to really come to the conclusion that that we are very I mean, we're, Our, we're, we're more very, advanced than normal, regular day people in mushrooms. We're very we're, similar. We're very like new to learning about mushrooms, and we've been, you know, we have we've got a big green belt in our backyard, so we've been uh, finding all sorts of different mushrooms back there, and so we, I mean, we're curious, so we've been doing our research and doing lots and lots of research on different ones and and we're how they work and stuff and we just came across about the amanitas and your portobellas because i mean you can't mistake a a chanterelle it's a pretty common mushroom but really we're coming down to the conclusion you can mistake there's fake chanterelles there are fake but chanterelles but once you learn but, a chanterelle you're never going to be able to misidentify one but we're coming to the conclusion that mushrooms run off of a you can call it a network of seedlings 
I guess is the way to say it, but it's neurological seedlings, kind of like how your brain oh, has neuro. I forget the word for it, but that's how advanced we are. I don't know the network name. Yeah, but they it. they have a network. It works the same way as like your brain or like a the network internet. connection. Yeah, the same as there's a there's a dark web, an inner web, and how the stars. There's dark matter. There's just an inner web that connects and communicates with everything. And we've been doing our research and finding out more and more about how mother very interesting how mother earth actually through fungi interconnects with all things trees plants birds bees she kind of works with everything and she even works with us we're just i loved it from the research the videos and the research we watch we're just a fungi but we created a way to harness our energy and be able to break away from the root system so we can we're a more mobile mushroom is really what humanity is is just a mobile mushroom we have living cells dying cells and progressing cells which is a pretty cool way to think about it but and it goes again to repopulate yeah and we <laughs> we re we repopulate our cell pop our 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 little fungi life which does not mean that we're we're the top of the food chain of the fungi ladder the the smallest ones can fucking kill you yeah so you just you can't just listen to the coasty culture and be like oh my gosh i'm a fungi i can eat all fungi no you're a fungi that can be killed by a small small fungi and i don't know if i said fungi or fungi but you shouldn't party with the smallest ones because there's just you you have to you have to do your research before you consume anything at all like everybody should be doing research on all things they consume but if you get the right ones they're so good for you and i don't know there's research being done about one the ones that can you know remap your neurological uh i don't know brain waves brain pathways or whatever to be more efficient and just better i guess <laughs> yeah there i'm which was crazy for me to it's hard see. to it's hard i'm excited for this I feel like that might, you were talking about a new frontier or whatever. And I mean, mushrooms have been around longer than humans have been around, you know? So I'm excited to see this. There's a new wave of um, mushroom research on how it can better improve the human brain maybe you maybe let us and you know coming up with new ideas and maybe let us actually expand our consciousness beyond what we've been maybe maybe eating more mushrooms will counteract the flora they've started putting they've put so much in our water where it's like calcified our Penal our patina gland, gland penal 
Our penal, our penal gland. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. We'll say penal. But maybe if we eat more mushrooms, it'll expand our consciousness to decalcify that so we can yeah. get back to being more creative and open minded. More open minded just to, and just being. I always want to say like people are more open minded now and blah, 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 mm. and stuff like that. But. Because most of the because people the I've pe- ever met that took mushrooms. Yeah. Which is like pretty much everybody in the area that that's why I feel pretty like pretty much everybody I know. I feel like they they were just they just I became feel like so much humankind is like on a great path until I watch the news, you know, or see people on TV and I'm like, why are why is everybody so hateful, you know? Like Exactly. That's why I stopped watching the news because I mean, I'll watch it, you know, every so often to yeah, see, like... it's just fun. It's just, it's just good entertainment. And the weather and shit like that. But I always feel like the humankind, mankind is on a good path until I see the news and how many crazy freaking people there are out there. Yeah, I'm like, I've, what? I don't, it, I don't, like, in my normal day-to-day life, I don't run into... Mm-hmm racism i don't run into crazy ass people i don't run into you know any of that bad shit yeah i'm like like, so i feel good about life you know day to day and then i watch the news and i'm like what there's people out there that exist that are nuts like that why are are not more people microdosing and just being like (laughs) dude you Life's know what? Great. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need to shoot up the gas station. Like, yeah. let's just do us and like, and that's what blows me away I is like what... you you just see all these people like you just that's I that's where fake news comes into me where me and B Diz have our conversations and yeah. our conspiracies is because oh, yeah, we we've all me and him have done so many doses of so many things. Where we've dabbled in all of it, but literally mushrooms. But you guys, it's not like when you guys uh, hang out, you microdose. You guys like no, we go full dose, well, and we, then you're like, dude. Well, we full we dose, and then we like, meditate. Thing out. <laughs> no, we full dose, and then we meditate, so we can get it to a real place, and not yeah, not just this microdose where you're like. I feel good. I'm not going to hurt anybody. We we full dose and we meditate and we're like. It makes me think of when we're I We're like, dude, we need to tell people a little bit more than these people that microdose. And like, it's almost like you're holding, you're holding yourself back when you microdose. Like, microdosing is cool once you've fully gone into the rabbit hole. Then you start microdosing. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. But you don't I, you don't microdose that. up to the rabbit hole. You microdose well, after I you've gone down I the rabbit hole. I can't imagine somebody. If that who, makes sense. I can't imagine somebody that has never taken mushrooms or any other type of mind opening experience. Somebody that's never done that to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start microdosing. You know, like that doesn't strike me as something that it it would be somebody who's like yeah i've done a full dose of this before and partied or whatever you know which i don't 
I don't think that you should really use that stuff to party. It's more, more so for a mind opening. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. But the people, the, no, but no. that's that I, I don't see somebody who's never done it before to just be like, yeah, I'm going to microdose for my, to better myself, you know, like they're called posers. <laughs> what? They're like, I'll just take a little and I'm cool. They're, and then you, then they're, they're those people that have like, if you're at a, a really good, like if you're taking a little, though. if you're at a festival yeah, and you're hanging out with somebody and they're like, I've taken mushrooms before. And you're like, Oh, have you? And you, you hand them an eighth. They're like, well, I micro dosed. Like mm. you haven't actually like taken well, mushrooms. Like you're like a, then it's like hanging out with that good, person though. that's good. like there. That's good. Like, uh, but they don't really. They times... don't know the actual like extension that they're they're the, that the it total could total possibility of what could happen. Their potential. Yeah. Of because there's no like I don't know. Bad trips come from bad places. Like you don't take an eighth of mushrooms in a fucking trap house and start I freaking out, hanging first, out with like weirdos. Was a bad experience. Well, no, you nobody. It's all about it, your. But set, it was because set. I was worried going into See? it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous about doing this. Blah blah blah. And then that just. I mean, it wasn't. Like... So when. The, so it was um it was at my friend's parents house they have this cabin on their farm that was kind of like out in the woods just a little cabin um and we had a bonfire and everything and everybody went to bed and i was still out there by the fire i was like okay i'll meet you later you know yeah and i just remember I was looking at the fire and there were just like these ghostly figures around the fire. Like there was this girl, I'll remember she was sitting in the chair. Was she really there or is this a... No, because whenever I actually like looked fully, she was gone. It was always out of the corner of my eye that she was there sitting in the chair. But she had long black hair that was went over her face, you know? The ring. Yeah, super creepy like that, you know? And there were two other people that were standing behind her. And epic. Yeah. So I I told I told my friend about that the next morning. She was like, seriously, that's so creepy because uh it was like a year or two ago there was a it the cabin was on this bend in the in the road. She's like, like a couple years ago there was a car that rolled off the road and everybody died in it. And I was like, what? Don't fucking tell me that. <laughs> Holy shit. <That's... laughs> they were just like chilling by the fire with me. That's pretty intense because me and Beat is the Great had a, have our experiences. And it, she shows up on mushies or acid. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the dosage. She's just always there if you go into a meditative state. And we always had the we always talk about the the old lady in the corner of your eye, not like so when you close your eyes, she's always down in the bottom corner, mm-hmm. and we always see her, and we've always and we always try to we always try to make her bigger 
because she's always there, but you try to bring her into the main focus. You know, yeah. you try to pull her to the center so you can yeah. ask her a question. Yeah, see what she's about. Yeah, and we always like we were sitting there one night. I don't know. We had a we had a jug of mushroom soup. I guess I wouldn't really call it a tea. Mm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call <laughs> it a. Tasty. I wouldn't call it a tea. It was a bunch of raspberry juice with a I don't know an ounce of mushrooms in it. Plus, the idea was that <laughs> it was mutual. Like <laughs> we took both of our bags of mushrooms and dumped it in there. <laughs> but we were also two hits of acid deep on each other. Like he had two hits, I had two hits of acid. And we're like, dude, what do we do with all these mushies? They're cool. And like, we're eating them for a minute as potato chips. And we're like, dude, let's put in the acidic drink. So like earlier when I was telling you about how I like weigh out the pros and cons and stuff. (laughs) And I try to like be responsible about shit. (laughs) I throw that out the window. Yeah, I would not have done that. (laughs) Throw that that completely out the window. We go for some Spody. I do. I do my calculated amount no. <laughs> so that I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> no, we, we were still going to operate a motor vehicle at this point. We were ready to <laughs> no. roll, but we, but we, we had our two hits of acid each and we had our mushroom drink and we pulled into this. We thought it was a campsite. Might not, might've just been the side of the road. We're not sure anymore, <laughs> but we were, we were sitting there and we got out and we were standing next to this cliff edge and we were like, I like, I closed my eyes to meditate for a minute just because that's what we do. And I was like, dude, do you see that old lady in the corner of your eye? And B Diz was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, can you bring her closer? And we tried our hardest. And the next thing I remember is B Diz being like, dude, they're calling me into the woods. And I was like, there's no fucking woods there, man. That's a cliff edge. And he was like, I'm going. And I was like, don't you fucking jump off that cliff. And he's like, dude, I'm getting closer. And Finally, I got into my car and I turned on the interior lights. And I was like, dude, and it shined enough where he saw that there was a cliff edge. And he Backed was like, away. and he was like, dude, I want to get back in the car. So we got back in the car and we drove a little further up the road. And then were you guys out in the woods? Oh, yeah, we were deep in the mountains. In like we, the Olympics. Oh, yeah, we we're we we're pretty deep in the Olympics trying to get up to our our lookout. But it was snowing and. We were just, we were trying to get there, but it was snowing, which it might not have been. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> we thought it was snowing, so we just kind of stopped at certain places and pulled over, and we're just like, dude. And we meditated for a while, and I tried to chop my fingers off. I got two. I got, I chopped my fingers with an axe across the tops of these. There's that, and and then we we made a fire. Beat is a great drink called the whiskey before I made the fire. But whatever, dude. I don't we do we do grudges. We we do us. We do us. I wish I would have had that to clean my wound, but you know, whatever. Fires is better. But we saw this, we started seeing this crazy old lady, and she started getting closer and closer in our vision. And at a point we we just realized that that's as much as we needed. And we knew the outcome of what we were going to do. Like she, she was getting so close where you could start. See, we just, we just knew that we had gone far enough and our consciousness 
explained to us like do it yourself like it was just a it was a we're not gonna she just wasn't gonna let us see much more you know she's like that that guardian that's like you're Have you seen her since then yeah she's always in the corner if you do when we do hallucinogens she's always in the corner like she's like i've never experienced a old lady in the corner of my she's eyes. not a witch she's not anything scary it's a very soothing person in the corner of your eyes but when we're with but every like i don't i'd have to ask him next time he comes on but every time i do mushrooms and i close my eyes in a quiet state she just pops up and it's like should i bring you up to the surface in like ask you a question because it makes you ner- like at a, it made us both nervous because we saw the same person at the same time so we we're just like oh shit we're like we were just like sitting there and like we we're doing the real meditation thing like holding hands like really going deep and i was like dude you see that old lady and he's like yes and i was like holy shit so do i and then it just escalated after that and then we broke free and we thought it was snowing and we got in the car and we tried to run. Well, he tried to run in the woods. I stared out at the landscape. And then after (laughs) that, we went to the very top of this hill and sat there for a couple hours, made a huge fire. And we saw this crazy orb fly over the mountaintops and hover right over the the valley. But unlike a normal spaceship where you think it would like come abduct you, you're like, dude, this flying spacecraft flew over. You're like, why are you not abducting me? Like we're all screaming and doing all our thing. Like pick me up. Yeah, we were like <laughs> trying to do it, but it just went down into the valley, like over this area where there was no nobody could get to like there was no road and just went into the woods and then it came back up and it hovered over to us and all of all the electronics in my jeep all of the walkie talkies i had my gopro all shut down we were videotaping because we saw it come in and i grabbed strange i grabbed all my video stuff and i was recording it but it went down into the valley came back up and it it kind of came closer to us and we were getting super psyched. Brandon was gooing out of every pore of his body. It was just nuts. He was just like crying, sweating. It was just the weirdest, like we were just sitting around a fire and then he's just like oozing out of his body. And I was like, dude, are you about to melt? <laughs> are you melting right now? Babe? And I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, I got to, I got to grab my GoPros and stuff like that. So I can get better angles of what we're seeing. And I realized my GoPro had stopped filming. And as soon as that, the headlights on my Jeep went off, my stereo went down and everything shut off and it came right up to us and then went right through the mountain range and disappeared. It never came over us like they were interested in. They didn't care that we were there. They knew we were there. They came close enough to let us know they were there, but all electronics, like it was like EMP, like, Everything shut down as soon as it left. Jeep came back on. Radio came back on. Everything just came back to functioning. And me and him to this day just sit and just love the conversation of being like, dude, 
Remember that time when we were sitting on that mountain hillside and all of our shit just went black? I and, can't wait till we can go back out into the woods. And I... I mean, we could go back out to the woods. It's just we have a new baby, so we've been... He's not ready for that yet. Yeah, well, maybe... I mean, he might be ready for it, but we're not ready for the extra packing and the extra effort it takes to take a baby out there. He can't ride in a van again yet because well, we don't have seatbelt harnesses. The places that we want to go take a little bit extra. Yeah, and Mitch doesn't have a back seat for his Jeep right now. He sold it a long time ago because he was like, oh, I don't need this. But now that he's got a kid, I'm like, you need to get a back seat. So we're we're in the market for a back seat. If anybody out there has a back seat for a Jeep, uh, hit us up. Because... Just kidding. This isn't Craigslist, so we don't really care because we have a van again, and we, well, we like to again, we like Jeep to adventure. Can get to way cooler spots. It gets to cooler places, but the family still needs the camp. Come on, let's not sell ourselves short. Like those are day trips in the Jeep. Yeah, you know that's when. True. When the tea's bigger, we'll adventure more. Well, I feel comfortable taking them out now, but it's freezing overnight now. He was born in the summertime, so now that he's older, we actually know how to, like, handle a baby. Because, you know, the first, like, month or two, you know, you're just figuring things out. And now that we feel comfortable doing it, it's like... Oh, sweet. It, there, There's frost everywhere in the morning, you know, so. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with parenting's a trip. Like, yeah. you know, we've tripped a lot, but having having to take care of a small is a different, a way different we've trip. We've tripped a lot, but not in a very <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah, I've tripped a lot. And I've never fallen down mm-hmm. some stairs, but having having to make sure your your future starseed is well makes taking, it and is a good healthy human being you know they're they're yeah you got to put a lot of work in it's not just it's not just fireworks and spectacularness you actually have to put your work in and make sure they know they're conscious and i'm very excited though for tonight because we i finally got our boy to sleep in his own crib in his own room. He's growing up so fast. Yeah, I know. So he's <laughs> so. not in our room anymore. And I'm like sad, but I'm also equally like super stoked because maybe like we want to wake up and do a little, you know, no. Yeah. He, and, he'll, uh, he probably get a, he... get a little nookie, you know, but I, I never <laughs> want to do that because I'm like, oh, what if we wake the baby up, you know? He'll probably feed himself and that's by like next the week. Worst thing, like once you get your baby to sleep, you're just like, "Fuck yeah, he's sleeping." Finally, you know. <laughs> so the last thing you want to do is wake him up any sooner than he needs to. I think you can agree with that. I think everybody could agree with that. Yeah. Any new parents, you know, we. If you could get an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. 
it take just, it. Yeah, it <laughs> you is take like, it. You sleep that extra 20. Like, you hit the snooze button on that freaking alarm. Like, yeah. dude, I got this. Yeah. But it is, it is, it's, I have to say, it's probably one of the coolest feelings and emotions in life. Just being a new parent. It's is crazy. Because, is because all, like, the stories we we're just telling you and all of that, like, those were fun times, but the the future We've, stories and explorations we get to do with a a small I'm are so just gonna excited. be. I know, like any day now. Well, I've I've been feeling like any day now he's gonna have his first belly laugh, and I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I mean, he giggles and coos and whatever and it's so cute but his first belly laugh oh my gosh that's just gonna shoot me over the moon i'm just so excited <laughs> it's just gonna be it's just gonna be so nice like it's you know we so throughout the podcast you hear us talking about all these different all these different adventures and things we've gone on but we we have progressed ourselves into a further state of adulthood and adolescence which create which helped us become parents and it's just nice to it's cool to to become a parent to see to watch not to see but to watch a another a, a smaller human being of your own progress in such a way it just it's just an amazing feeling and I, I have to I have to take my hat off to all the other new parents out there because it is a task and it's it's stressful but at the same time so so rejoiceful to just see these these experiences happen it's almost like you get reborn. You just get to see all these experiences of tasting food and seeing sky and animals and all this stuff. It's just, it rejoices you in re it. It reminds you of how good life really is. It's just so, so gosh darn positive. And it, I, I just love it so much. And I love everybody and I love everything. It's just so, so powerful and so meaningful where I love, I love my life. I love our life. And I hope you love your life because it's just so life in general is just so precious and so full of hope. And we, we can't let these, these negative, this negativity, agenda take us down we're so positive right now with how we're so connected with our one another where you got to stay positive because the the life of the the new life is just so energetic where it just it might seem exhausting but it is so refreshing at the same time so it is exhausting there's no seeming about it. It's exhausting, but it's so worth it. 
Yeah, but that's what I was saying is like it's exhausting, but it's so it's it's refreshing. Yeah, definitely. Like you get to you get to go back through experiencing all your 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 childhood movies, your you get to go back to being yeah. Santa Claus. Halloween's ex- re-excited about the holidays. Yeah, Halloween's cool again. Like, you know, you're Fern not Fern Goalie. Yeah. <laughs> The good old Fern Gully movies, you know, we don't mess with the tar. Christmas, Thanksgiving, you just get those those holidays where they're they just get. I'm excited for boosters. all of the future art projects we get to do, like all the little art projects that. Well, when we were growing up, my uh, my family wasn't rich by any means, you know, so. We always did. Nobody's family is. Yeah. So, um, but every holiday we had such a big family that my mom would do an art project every Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, when the families would get together. Basically, it it kept the kids busy so that the parents could drink and party, you know, (laughs) but, but they were fun, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to do those projects again. Is it the drinking part or the project part that you're excited for? Well, well, both, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited that this time around I get to drink while I do these projects. (laughs) Macaroni, macaroni artwork for everybody. No, we did like a gingerbread houses. Which she she got a gingerbread house mold and would make well so we had a big family. My my dad's one out of seven, my mom's one out of ten. So there were a lot of grandkids. So she would make twenty gingerbread houses. She would be cooking for I don't know, three days straight, just making molds. So she'd make the gingerbread and then press it into molds and then bake it and so just make all these gingerbread houses. Are your cousins named Hansel and Gretel? Act surprisingly, no. Oh, huh. surprisingly, there's. Whew. I mean, we've, we saved ourselves on that there's one. There's a lot of uh, grandkids, but none of them are named Hansel or Gretel. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't swallow the. They didn't follow the sweets. I see. No. So. No. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> just had to make make that clear because we had Halloween last night. So just which she made all of those. Um, we would go to down to the beach and we would get oysters and we would cook the oysters obviously and we'd eat them because they're delicious who doesn't love oysters i love oysters oh my gosh they're so good but then we would take the shells and we would dry them out we just i mean by drying them out we'd leave them on the deck and let them bleach out you know and then one year we painted them all and we had like glitter glue and whatnot you know and we made christmas <laughs> ornaments out of them uh one year we painted bowls you know um see and i like that like one year we did we made it was my favorite we did uh i wanted to actually do it this year we just made christmas ornaments out of cinnamon sticks we tied them at each point we made stars out of cinnamon sticks and we tied them with colorful fabric my favorite was the the red plaid 
you know, just little strips of fabric and we would tie each point and make little star ornaments for your Christmas tree. It was fun. She always, I mean, I love my mom. She did, she was so creative with these projects and and see, and that's what I, a fun thing for us to do. And that's what I really like. I like that you you remember all these things because I feel like, especially now with how people are stuck at home and trying to figure out arts and crafts and stuff, your story right there really, really should set home for people is like, there's more arts and crafts to do at home with your family, you know, with making Christmas ornaments, like handmade Christmas yeah. ornaments. They're I think I think they look the best on the Christmas That's what tree. I always did for I don't know, you might have got one of my Christmas ornament presents back in the day when I was in elementary school. Probably. It was really fun. So I took a disposable camera because that's what was available back at that time. It, there was no like... We aged ourselves right now. Yeah. It was a disposable camera I took to school. And I took a picture with me and every single one of my classmates. And then uh, we took puzzles that we had. Or we went to the Goodwill and got puzzles that for like 50 cents that had like a piece missing or whatever. And we just took puzzle pieces and we glued them in a circle. Like we just made a circle of puzzle pieces and we made the puzzle pieces, the, the frame of the picture. And I just glued the picture to the, to the puzzle pieces, make Christmas ornaments that way. That is a really good way to make Christmas ornament. Right. And it I was think really cute. I think if people are, people are listening, they're going to, you know, it just goes and shows that, just because we're they have us quarantining air quotes i've been loving the quarantine it just i mean i'm, I'm gives not... you so much more time to craft with your family like really get back to the the roots of fun yeah. and enjoyment with well we've done a, a few crafts we've during... done a we've done a shit ton of crafts i don't know not just a few like, yeah. i'm pretty sure we've done a lot well a I mean, we ha we bought a whole airbrush kit. It kind of like, to craft yeah. to keep crafting. And a wood burning kit and a Dremel <laughs> and a Dremel and, <laughs> and blocks of wood. And like we've really kept ourselves busy with this whole like we've done pretty good, I think, at like staying home. Yeah. Like, well, it kind of I feel like it I mean goes I feel back that to what we were talking about a lot earlier in this podcast about how I feel like I'm kind of dual personalities because like I, I do, I love hanging out with people and, you know, conversing and shooting ideas back and forth, whatever. But I also really enjoy being by myself and hanging out. Yeah. So like this whole quarantine, like people are like, Oh yeah, we got sent home from work for like two weeks and it was torture or whatever. And I was like, dude, I was sent home cause Cause I was pregnant. So I was high risk at the time. So I was sent home for three months and I loved it. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I would, I did my whole garden. I, I made 
a, I did a lot of stuff while I was got a lot of things done yeah. while while not so uh, much after he was born. I didn't really get too much done then. But no. yeah, right. I still filled my days. Got I, so much done. I mean, we like, oh, it's torture being at home, and I'm like, what? It's totally awesome being at home. Even even after <laughs> like, our son was born, like, we why, still... Why go to work if you don't love your home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you come home and your house is a garden mansion. There's people like that at my work. They're like, they work all the overtime they can get every weekend because they're just like, eh, I don't want to be at home. It's like, why work? Why... Why have a home? Do something else. Go do something else and enjoy your life if you hate your life why are you working so hard to continue it like yeah i have all these ideas to make my home like the best fort castle i can make it yeah we just brought up the idea of putting in a sauna which i i really enjoy that idea it's still a thought bubble but yeah but it's probably gonna happen because making a sauna is not that hard all you gotta do is pour yourself, get build yourself a shed and sweat in it. So it's not <laughs> that hard. Right. I mean, you can be the people that want like a power heated sauna, but really, if you put a wood stove and a wood shed you build and <laughs> slap, you know, slap at the base, put some heat in there, you're good to go. Boom, got yourself a sauna. Yeah, you want cedar and all that, but. There's ways around it, which can really just, if you're looking for a good detox, sweat sheds are the best way to go about it. I mean, you could really go down to it of just boiling water outside of a tent and bringing it inside with you. And at that point, I watch, have you ever watched the show alone? Some, some, person no, I've that... never seen it. How do you get alone? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that show. <laughs> all right. All right. But somebody made a sweat box there. They just like put their tarp over a little, you know. It cleanses your body in such a clean and such boiled, a good they way. They boiled the rocks and then brought it in. Or no, they heated the rocks to the fire and then stuck it in a water basin in yeah, the middle you, of it and just sweat it out. Yeah. For thought, you know. It cleanses your it cleanses your body and your pores. It's one of the best things. One of the best things I think you could do. But I think it's about time that we wrap this up. No, never. What? It's Custy Culture. We never end. Well, at least this episode, we should probably wrap up. Maybe one day. <laughs> Custy Culture never has a wrap or an end. That's okay. why we have kids. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds good to me. So. On this episode of Coasty Culture, thanks for listening. Stay up, stay positive. Mitch, Melonbon, we're out. Later. Feel the rhythm, feel the heat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the music, feel the beat, feel the sunshine out on the street. Feel the rhythm, feel the heat. Feel the sunshine out on the